Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones to share another quiet talk with you today. Are you struggling? I'll bet many of you are. You may be struggling with finances, personal relationships, job issues, any number of things. If you are a believer in Jesus, you might be tempted to think that struggling can't be God's will for your life. Our American religious culture has been so flooded with the idea that if you trust in God, your life will be smooth and easy. After all, doesn't God want everybody to be rich and healthy and happy? But the fact is, struggling is a part of every believer's life at some point. What is struggling, if we even have to ask? Struggling is facing some opposing force that we can't seem to get the better of. The more we try to fight, the more we seem to be falling behind. Does that ring a bell with anybody? I want to look at some of the life experiences of one in the Bible who seemed always to be struggling. His name is Jacob. Jacob was a naturally competitive guy. He was a twin who came out second, but was holding on to the heel of his slightly older brother. It was almost like he was saying, you're not going to get ahead of me. All of his life, it seems, he was using his wit and ingenuity to gain advantage. He talked his brother out of the birthright that should have been Esau's when Esau was in a weak and vulnerable state. And later, interestingly, with the help of their mother, he outright deceived his father into giving him the patriarchal blessing by pretending to be Esau when he went in before his old blind father. The blessing always went to the firstborn and once conferred could not be withdrawn. Esau was not happy about being cheated like this and vowed to kill Jacob. So Jacob had to leave town. He ended up serving his uncle as a shepherd. Always being the guy he was, Jacob tried to beat his employer. He finally ended up owning most of Laban's flock, and naturally this didn't endear him to Laban, who also happened to be his father-in-law. After 20 years... Jacob decides to go home at the direction of the Lord and face his brother Esau. He's hoping that after all this time, Esau will have calmed down and they will be loving brothers. So he sends some messengers ahead to try to appease his brother, and they return with the news that Esau is on his way to greet his long-lost brother, and by the way, he's bringing 400 men with him. Naturally, Jacob is afraid. The 400 men weren't just coming to help throw a party. Jacob is afraid for himself, but especially for his family. In their day, when you went to war against somebody like this, you wiped out their whole clan. You couldn't afford to leave anybody alive who might grow up and come after you to retaliate. So Jacob makes his strategic preparations, and then that night alone, he has it out with God. The Bible says that a man wrestled with Jacob until daybreak. Who was this man? It was an angel sent by God. Obviously, a man cannot overcome an angel, but in this wrestling match, neither could overcome the other until finally the angel touched the socket of Jacob's hip and it was put out of joint. The angel said, let me go. The sun is coming up. Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. 
Notice here, as he has all his life, Jacob is struggling to gain the advantage. He's fighting for a blessing. He tricked his father out of the patriarchal blessing that should have gone to Esau, and now he's using all the physical strength he has remaining to get a blessing from this messenger of God. And this time, God is going along with him. Then the angel asks a probing question. What is your name? It wasn't that the angel was just curious about who he had been fighting with all night. He was asking Jacob to admit who he really was deep down. So he said, I am Jacob. His name came from how he was born, with his hand grasping his twin brother's heel. Jacob means just that, one who takes by the heel. In other words, one who secretly trips up another. He certainly lived up to the name he was given at birth. Jacob was a trickster. He used his considerable cunning to take advantage of others, to trip them up so he could be first. It was almost as if all his life Jacob was trying to make up for being born in second place. He tried then to beat his brother, but he didn't quite succeed. But he keeps on trying to be first in everything. And now in this angelic struggle, he confesses what his true nature is. Do you know that many of our struggles in life are struggles with ourselves, with our flawed personalities, our own sinful tendencies? With our unyielded wills, we try to make things go our way. We refuse to submit and instead seek to make our circumstances and often other people submit to us. We struggle and are so often frustrated. What are you struggling with today? Many struggle to attain a certain financial status. We want a particular house in a particular neighborhood, or we want to achieve in business in a way that will get us noticed. Others struggle in relationships. They go from one to the next, never finding what they think they're looking for. You hear people say, if I could just find the right person. But the problem is not finding the right person, but becoming the person you ought to be yourself. That's hard. That's a struggle. Our struggles take many forms, but usually at bottom, we are struggling with ourselves. Like Jacob, we're fighting with God. His intention is to bless us, but that blessing comes through difficult experiences, which often leave scars. In Jacob's case, he was left with a limp for the rest of his life. Every step he took reminded him of that encounter in the darkness with God when he came face to face with himself and was never the same. We should just mention here that the next day when he finally met up with that brother whom he hadn't seen for 20 years, that brother who had vowed to kill him, Esau threw his arms around Jacob in a beautiful act of reconciliation. Their conflict was over forever. This was God's doing. Sometimes we wonder why God can't just zap us instantaneously and make everything right. I guess he could if he wanted to, but instead he uses a long process to bring us to the place where he can make us what we ought to be. Some of us are very stubborn. God has to cripple us sometimes to accomplish his divine purpose in our lives. Jacob went through many years of struggle before he had this crisis experience with God. 
So what should you and I do? First of all, acknowledge that the key for us is not for other people or circumstances to suddenly become favorable to us. Stop trying to make everything around you perfect for yourself. Instead, each day, pray that prayer that Jesus taught us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. To pray for the kingdom to come means to pray that the kingship of God would rule our lives. This is about total submission, the very thing we don't want to do. But we must yield to the perfect will of God. So each day ask God to have his way. Forsake your own will. Ask God to reveal areas in your life that are not in submission to him. David prayed, Search me, O God. And know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. David knew that deep down inside there were things about himself that even he wasn't aware of. So he asked God to search him out. We should do the same. When we're ready, God will reveal these things to us and give us the grace to forsake them and be free. For that is the goal, freedom, freedom from self, freedom from fear, freedom from human inadequacy, freedom from sin. God wants you to be all you can be in Christ. We reach that place through our struggles. Heavenly Father, help us as we struggle in life, Lord, as we struggle against ourselves, against our own self-will, against our sin. Give us the grace, Lord, to yield everything to you, Father. And let God be God. Let Jesus be Lord. In his name we pray. Amen. My dear friend, pray for us as we're struggling to establish a congregation for the Lord in Schenectady, New York. It's called Bread of Life Anglican Church. We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. And if you are in that area, if you don't have a church home, come be with us. And as always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones.com. At Outlook.com. God bless you.